Thank you for listening to Video Games and Comedy Show. You know what I was thinking? What a time to be alive, huh? We can't go anywhere or, or do anything. And I know there are all these fans of Video Games and Comedy Show out there who are just practically begging, is there any more content, any more bonus shows? A mere second of bonus content from this show I'd pay a handsome fee for. A king's ransom, no less. Well, you know what, listener? You're in luck. Video Games A Comedy Show, Call Me By Your Game with Connor McCabe, and Inside Video Games with July Diaz have teamed up under one umbrella to make all of your podcasting dreams come true. If, of course, those dreams were more shows by us, the creators of these shows, patreon.com slash super NPC radio has got you covered. Hours of additional content by all of the creators of these shows can be found starting at just $5 a month, including a brand new weekly podcast called Super NPCs hosted by myself and Connor McCabe, where we take a deep dive into specific games, developers, or game-related topics of our choosing. We've already covered Super Mario Bros. on the NES, Halo Combat Evolved for the original Xbox, and of course, Sonic Adventure for the Sega Dreamcast. You can also find shows like Call Me By Your Game Co-op, Resident Evil Book Club, and whatever the hell July Diaz is going to do. So if you like this show, if you appreciate this show, and you want to show that appreciation, and you want a little little uh, something something in return go to patreon.com slash super mpc radio we got you covered now please enjoy video games a comedy show Coming to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario, K. Rule, Bowser, Andros, Gannon, this is Video Games, a comedy show. I am your host, Jeremy Schmidt, the uh, the self-proclaimed uh, bad boy of gaming, the uh, just the real, uh, a real, one of the best out there really doing this uh, pod, uh, recordings and uh, kind of funniest guy. And uh, we got uh, a really funny show uh, planned for you today. Really funny devilish show. Truly, uh, you could say a hell, a hellish show. And no, we're not in October anymore. We're in uh, November, but that doesn't mean we still can't have some uh, some hellfire brimstone. We're talking the game Hades, everybody. We're talking the game Hades. It's uh, probably one of the best games to ever come out uh, this year, and maybe who knows, maybe ever. I mean, time will tell, I guess. But I got a, uh, a stacked lineup here. Uh, of the uh, of what I, I call the Zoo Tycoon crew, a uh, lovable uh, renegade outfit of uh, wacky uh, uh, radio DJs who are here to make you laugh but also make you think. Uh, returning champion of the show, uh, uh, a, uh, a one of my all-time favorite uh, guys, uh, a, a guy who works for IGN and reviewed this very game for IGN. Nick Limon, how you doing, pal? Hey, how's it going, everyone? I'm gonna be your virtual boy tonight. <laughs> Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Ah, uh, <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. I forgot what it was. It's was, been so was long. Was that intercut with like Chrono Trigger and the Nickelodeon <laughs> theme? Like, what's going on? There? That's a lot. That's a lot yeah. to unpack. Yeah, you know, I always try to find you know two things that uh, you know I know about the person, and uh, you know, you had talked about Chrono Trigger, 
before uh, in, in front of me. Or, so I, I knew you liked in that. the same room. <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course, Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. I mean, that's, that's the old standby. That's the old standby. Yeah. Uh, first time on the show, we couldn't be more happy to have her. Uh, actually, a voice in the game, Hades, uh, for both Aphrodite and Dusa. That is that right? That's, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I do mock both improviser. Of their uh, if you like Los Angeles comedy, then you 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 have to know what mock improv is at the clubhouse <laughs> Thursday nights at eleven p.m. Uh, Courtney Vinay's, how are you doing? Oh my gosh! Uh, well, I am honored to be here, uh, and I'm doing I'm doing great. A little bit sweaty because uh, even though it's fall, it's uh, almost ninety degrees in my apartment. Amazing. Right now. Okay, and here is your 2020 sound effect. Okay, are you ready? I'm so excited. It's- why, hello, hello there, little god thing. Hey! hey. <laughs> Hers is I'm... way better than mine. Are you kidding me? Jeez. I know her. She can't yeah. voice her own sound up. That's not fair. Oh my yeah. gosh, so flattered. Thank you. Uh, Courtney, you might be the uh, very first uh, celebrity guest ever on the show. And I, I mean, I count you as a, ce- a celebrity. I think you're uh, a I'll celebrity. take it. Uh, I'll take yeah. it. You don't have to twist my arm. I'll take that. T- totally, yeah. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, I'll get through the show. I'm very nervous. Uh, <laughs> knees weak, arms are heavy. Uh, vomit on my Mom's sweater. spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but I'll get through the show. Uh, we have one more person, one more member of the Zoo Tycoon crew, saving the best for last probably the most qualified person to be on the show Jacques Maladou how you doing pal uh humble <laughs> my name's Sonic <laughs> it and works Jacques every Maladou, time uh now I recommended this game to you I think on this show yeah like, it was- wait like yeah. Yeah, it was during the Bloodborne episode. Like, uh, you were like, you talked about it so much that even like my friends who listen to it who don't know you were like, yeah, I bought Hades. Like, he was going nuts about it. Uh, yeah, yeah it's yeah. cool. Uh, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I really uh, liked it. You know, it was one of those games that, um, and I think we'll get into this a little later, but it's so uh, put downable. And that's what I like about it is that I can just put this game down at any moment and go do something else and come back to it. And that is something I need in my life is a game that doesn't, it's not like a a Xenoblade Chronicles where uh, I got to just kind of live in that. I have to eat, sleep and breathe that game. No, this is uh, what makes it so addicting is that loop. Um, Right. So I'm I'm excited to get into it though. And we'll talk about it a little later. First, I got to hear... What's everybody playing? Uh, Jacques, let's start with you. You can uh, show everyone kind of how it's done, and then everyone can kind of follow suit. <laughs> yeah, guys, if y'all want to grab a notebook and a pen or something to, like, understand this. It's so this, hard. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, no, I have... Uh, I 100%ed Into the Breach. Um, thank you. Excellent hey, game. Hey, you get, Excellent you get one game. of these. <laughs> awesome, thank you. Uh, yeah, it was, it's one of my favorite games of all time. I've talked about it ad nauseum on the show, but like, uh, it was one of those ones where at hundred percent it, you had to do stuff that you like really like didn't particularly want to do. But then I found out like what the thing was you got at the end and you get to play as the Vec. And I was like, I have to have that. I have Mm. to. So I did it. Uh, Nick, you've did this too. You've. Oh no, I'm I'm not a sociopath. I didn't 100% agree. <laughs> no, I got very close though. I got about 60%, and then I looked at what I had to do, and I was yeah. like, 
yeah, I think I'm good. I think I got everything <laughs> I need out of this. But no, hats off to you because uh, yeah. my roommate also, he is a sociopath and he 100%ed <laughs> the game. So him yeah. and I were chatting about it and he was like, you get to play as the Vec. And I was like, well, maybe I do have some sociopathic mm-hmm. tendencies. Yeah, the light went out in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game, that game rules. The people who make uh, Faster Than Light FTL and Into the Breach, they just know how to make good like microcosm style games where it's just like it's like a little lab experiment that expands over the course of an hour it's so good yeah absolutely i love it so much uh played that i've been playing the game we're going to talk about today but we'll get to that um it's a lot of roguelikes yeah yeah i like um i like to restart you know he's daring yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly anything else shock no Okay, Courtney, what you been playing? Uh, I have been playing, um, what is it called? Oh, um, Plague Tale Innocence. Mm. Uh, It Uh. is, it's great. I needed uh, something a little bit spooky. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's it's fun. It also scratches, I played all of Last of Us 2. And I just kind of wanted to stay on that train, I guess. I think it's pretty similar, but also totally different. Uh, It's... It's great. Highly recommend it. Uh, it has that's like the a, game with the rats. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Lots, lots of rats. It comes from a French company. Uh, and I started when I first started playing it. I was doing like English dubbing, and I was like, I can't. This is this feels so like weird and awkward. Like you could mm. definitely tell uh, it was like a direct translation. So I I switched over to just doing French and then reading subtitles and so that's my recommendation for it. Uh, but it's great. It's really that's fun cool. if you liked Last of Us Two. Um, then play this game. Yeah, looks you're, spooky, scary. Spooky, um, scary. You yeah. seem to be you. You're a big fan of the the dystopic post apocalypse, then, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> my jam. I gotta know, like, it, you know, not to get real for a second. We're gonna get real. Oh How's boy, it? this ain't that kind of place, Nick. <laughs> hey guys, uh, I have a couple of opinions. All right, <laughs> <laughs> no, it just it just seems weird, like. How I, the last thing I want to play right now is a game about a bubonic plague. So like, how do you how do you reconcile <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that? Because, like that's wild. Honestly, I think it, it's because it makes me feel like I have some iota of control. Mm. Uh, like mm. where it's like I'm making the decisions here. Like there is, I know the story will end. It might be dark, but there's a, there's a level yeah. of control. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, nice. No, your hats off to you. You're yeah. far braver yeah. than I. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to double down actually because I also have been playing like before I go to bed at night, I play Plague Inc. Um, <laughs> and I play I actually played a lot of the that game when the pandemic started. Um and it again, it's a control thing and it truly made me feel better about what was going on in the world because if you don't know the premise of the game, it is to wipe out humanity. Uh you play as like um a, a virus or a bacteria and you basically you have to figure out how to transmit yourself but go undetected as much as possible because you want to avoid the humans from working on a cure. So yeah, it's it, it, the long of the short of it is it's actually really hard to wipe out all of humanity. So nice. You just really want to sympathize with the virus. That's what it is. You just want to see. You just want to see their side of the story. You know, every every story has two sides, Nick. So that's true. That's That's so good. I agree. I'm. I'm also uh, to put it. Uh, uh, lightly uh, down with the sickness. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you know, um, I like uh, I like my res evils. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, have you been playing anything else? Um, I started playing The Witness the other day, uh, but then I oh. decided I just wanted to go back and play Hades. So right. <laughs> we'll yes. talk about that more later. I play yeah. Hades a lot. Yeah. It's so hard to not talk about Hades uh, with what we've been playing because I feel like we all have probably been playing Hades, uh, at least in some to some capacity. Maybe Nick's kind of over it. Nick, I'm kind of interested. What have you been playing, huh? Oh, man. I That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing a lot of stuff. I have a tendency to bounce around a lot, uh, but also just like really get consumed by a game. So um, like I got obsessed and have now since like I need to stop uh, playing Dicey Dungeons. Uh, I have I don't have an iPhone, but I have it on uh, Steam, and it is a wonderful actual roguelike, um, not a roguelite, but it is a wonderful blend of like this this mobile Dungeons and Dragons turn based RPG where all of your attacks are determined by random dice rolls, and there's a bunch of fun modifiers, and it's all framed by this medieval hmm. game show that you're participating in unwillingly. It's super fun, super funny, super cute, great wow. music. Highly recommended. If you have an iPhone, it's on Apple Arcade. I wish I had an iPhone just so I could play this game because I would just play it all the time. Uh, thankfully, it's only on my computer, so I can step away when I need to. Uh, but in addition to that, I've been playing through Assassin's Creed Odyssey, just trying to get through that so that I can, you know, that game's like a billion hours long. So I'm right. just trying to get ready for Valhalla. Um, and of course, I've been playing a lot of Hades. And uh. I played a lot of Hades for review and it might be a bit, it might be a bit premature to say, but ever since I wrote my review, I have since gone back to play more Hades. So yeah, that might let you know how I feel about it. And when when you wrote that review, did you how, how far did you get? Did you close the first like loop of it and then and then sort of feel like okay, I'm I'm ready to write it now? Or it, it's an actual. That's a very good question. Um, so I actually had no idea I was going to review the game. I just bought it on a whim. Because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this game's almost coming out in full 1.0 release. So I'm going to buy it on Steam because the big marketing push at the time that I played the game for the first time was, hey, the game's now available on Steam. Check it out. So I was like, cool, mm. I'm going to I'm gonna buy this for the uh, $24.99. I was like, I like Supergiant games. I like mm. the stuff they make, so I'm probably going to like this. Um, so then I dropped the money on it. I paid out of my own personal wallet, people out there. I was not paid off by, oh, by Supergiant yes. Games. I did pay my own hard-earned cash. You wow. hate to hear it. Played the game yeah. in like the pre-1.0 <laughs> release. And then I played through the game, devoured it, uh, mm -hmm. had a couple clears. And then one of my coworkers, who's a reviewer, I've, I'm not a reviewer. I'm a video producer. Um, right. that, that is my primary title. So it is not my responsibility to review, but I want to. So mm. my buddy's like, hey, dude. You want to review this game? I know you. Said, oh my gosh! This said, is your shot. This so is your like, big I, shot. I gotta shoot the shot. I gotta opportunity go for it. strikes once in a lifetime. So I was like, "Yeah, you gotta I'll, lose yourself." I'll no life this, and I will. I will just eat, sleep, and breathe nothing but Hades. And so I turned my <laughs> oh, no. my thirty hours of uh, initial Hades pre-review into fifty-four hours wow. after the fact. And I actually got credits. And once I rolled credits, was I was like, "Okay, I rolled credits." I cried a little bit. I think I'm ready yeah. to write this review. <laughs> and and I, I I firmly believe that I don't think that I was equipped to write the review until I rolled credits for this game in particular. I don't think that's always the case for games. But right. for Hades, I think there's something special about rolling credits on it. And we can get into that. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like with those roguelikes... Uh, 
it'd be kind of tough maybe to always know, hey, when is it? When's a good time to start working on this thing, working on this review? Um, but you know, you're not a corrupt guy. You know, I, I personally like my journalists corrupt, but you are a honest, honest man. And you, uh, if super giant games want to throw, want to throw me like 500 on the deal, 500, more than happy to take. I'm just totally. totally. That's a (laughs) joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is a joke for the people. Turn that nine into a 9.5, you know, (laughs) come on guys. (laughs) What did you give it? Did you give it a nine? I gave it a nine out of 10. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Do you regret that a little bit? That that is genuinely a loaded question. All all I will say in regard in that respect, because uh, all all I'll say is that it is currently my game of the year. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, Love that. Uh, Love having you on. Um, This is going to be exciting. This is this one of the few episodes where I'm more excited about the main event than I am excited about the preamble stuff. Because usually the main events suck. It's always like I'm coming up with some (laughs) half dumb idea like what about video games where you know there's uh they're all old people in them and uh and then never no one knows what i'm talking about half the time and they'd come in unprepared but uh this is uh something i am genuinely excited about but uh what have i been playing i have been playing so uh yeah i beat resident evil 7 for halloween that was my kind of like my finale to halloween stuff uh nick you're shaking your head too scary too scary didn't play too scary yeah it's really it got me it got me courtney have you tried this i have not no not not yet (laughs) there's no virus oh actually no there is viruses so you probably (laughs) lots of sickness lots of virus uh (laughs) in the tea variety um there is uh yeah it was i i love resident evil games i play a couple of them a year and you know now they seem to have almost like yearly releases of them which i like so earlier this year i played that three remake and then i never played seven before so let's see i'm gonna i'm gonna go through on the show right now all the halloween games i played this year uh that were scary i played silent hill 2 for the first time i played the original luigi's mansion for the first time (laughs) i played uh the uh arcade game splatter house for the first time wow uh and i played resident evil 7 and i think that's it as far as uh scary games but that's pretty good it's pretty good in one month that's yeah. solid that's great yeah. yeah you know quarantine helped uh <laughs> you know not having a job helped uh so uh, yeah but now i'm uh i must move on and i have been of course playing a ton of hades that has been my kind of go-to uh a little bit of uh, donkey kong country too you know kind of went back through it when it came to switch mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, very kind of like in that. Very, it's a very, very good, good game. game. Yeah, kind of remembering why the magic of that. There's something and special about Grant Kirkhope's music that, and like, synonymous with two apes running around. That I'm like, yeah, this is a, this is where I want to live. Yeah, I love those. <laughs> I love those little freaking apes. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I just got. Uh, you know, it's weird. I just got Pikmin three in the mail. And I'm excited to get into that. It feels, uh, but it's a weird time. It's a weird time because we got those new consoles on the horizon. Yeah. You're playing so a I gen old game. What's going on? Dude? Exactly. The PS5 I, right around the corner. Exactly. I feel like I'm in a little bit of a limbo state. You don't, no uh, need though. Pikmin 3 is quintessential Nintendo. Okay. Like it is good and it okay. is great. Oh, it's okay. so good. I'm excited. I'm going to pop it in tonight probably. I'm going to get a little... <laughs> Hi, and I'm gonna get a little glug 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 glug. Hi, and I'm gonna uh, uh, play some Pikmin three. Is this a drug um, podcast? The way Olimar intended. 
I didn't know this was a is drug it, podcast. I, no, 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 no. It's not. No, no, no. It's not. No, no. If you don't like drugs, that's okay by me. Um, I like them. Uh, okay. Let's. Uh, we're gonna do. Uh, get into the news. Okay. So we got some news. Uh, really, news doesn't take a break. It's. Uh, it's one thing I've learned from doing this show. It truly. It, it's always kind of happening, and you know, it's a uh, lot more articles than I could really read. Uh, get put up on the internet. Um. But except one for thing IGN. I, saw, I read all the IGN. For, I read all the IGN, IGN. articles. <laughs> yeah. uh, just to be yeah. clear, IGN's one of my favorites. Let's Dude, see what they got on their I don't front even page. Do that. I just like oh, every now and then I'll click on. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. Uh, can I? Uh, this is the latest news from IGN. This came out nine minutes ago. Oh, How no. to use Disney Plus to watch with friends. Okay. Okay. Anyways, okay. Uh, we got <laughs> not a bad angle. A lot of people are technologically illiterate, so I'm just saying. No, I no. IGN's a great source for news, and I love that. Okay, um, we're gonna go to uh, no. Uh, Nathan Drake got cast. Tom Holland. Do we all see this? Tom Holland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do we? Th- what do we? What are our thoughts about this? I think it's obvious. I mm. think it, I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not, maybe obvious is a strong word, but when I read the news, I was like, yeah, of course he's so yeah. charming and delightful, uh, yeah. and well-loved and who knows, is he going to be able to do Spider-Man again? Is that something? I know that Sony and Disney, uh, didn't seem to agree on like the terms of like another movie. Um, mm. I do think they're working on Spider-Man 3 with Tom Holland. And apparently Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro because he killed it the first time, apparently. I don't know what's going on. But (laughs) I heard uh, they're also are they are they doing a Spider-Verse type of thing with uh, Toby? Yeah, I think they're going to do like a live action style Spider-Verse with with Toby Mac. Toby Mac, yeah. (laughs) My boy Toby (laughs) Mac is back. The Mac is back. Mac attack. Mac Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. <laughs> Thank you, Jacques. You really, oh, I was, I was missing it. I missed the words. You set me up. You were just, you were just, what was it? Bump set spike. Yeah. There, there you go. Mm-hmm. Do you think yeah. um, Tom Holland's gonna bring the like sociopathic mass murderer quality to Nathan Drake? <laughs> like the like, I'll kill a hundred henchmen for treasure quality. That's like so crucial to the Nathan Drake story. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I hope well, so. Well, some treasure's worth it. Uh, I don't know if you know, uh, you know. So Indiana Jones seemed to not care. I mean, they were Nazis, but you know, who are these guys? He's you know, we don't rescuing know. the treasures from the cave. Okay, he's that's rescuing true. from the evil people. Yeah, that's uh, really. We I never thought about it that way, but the cave really is the ultimate evil boss. Yeah, the, yeah. there's decay, mm-hmm. dilapidation. Yeah. They should have called it Cave Story. Oh, oh and wouldn't that be, dude? Um, the weaves would love it. The yeah. weaves would love it. Uh, so they also showed a picture of uh, Mark uh, Wahlberg as Sully, mm. and we saw him. Um, so what are we thinking about Sully as Mark? You know, Mark Wahlberg as Sully. I saw he, he did. I think he accident um, he accidentally revealed it. it wasn't an official reveal. He revealed mm. it in the makeup trailer. I take it that was on set, and you know he's Sully because it's just Mark Wahlberg with just the biggest dad mustache. <laughs> right. And at first, I was like, "Okay, Mark Wahlberg, this is too far. You gone too far. This is too much." And then I looked at him more, and I was like, "I think I kind of love him as Sully." Yeah. <laughs> Tom Holland. I don't know that he can pull off the Henley, but Sully, Mark Wahlberg with that mustache, looks pretty good. 
Yeah, you know, originally the casting was like Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake yeah. and Robert De Niro as Sully. But then <laughs> oh. I guess I guess we waited too long. <laughs> now Wahlberg is old, so <laughs> that's um, wild. That's oh, interesting. Yeah, and David O. Russell set to direct, which was also like what? Yeah, that's one crazy. of the weirder. That's well, I'm glad odd. David O. Russell didn't get his hands on Tom Holland because I think we would get a very different Tom Holland moving forward after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. He's just a little bit broken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he can't make yeah. eye contact anymore. <laughs> He's always kind of like looking above your head. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, new in the, in the new release department, you know, that Pikmin game came out, but I mean, we're, we're kind of riding a little bit of, a uh, uh, of, a calm waters, I think. Before it's the calm the, before the storm. Calm before the storm. Yeah. And, I did. Uh, have, I did actually play, um, the age of calamity demo, which released this week. It's pretty right. Good. Pretty good. Okay. Now I'm not a big, I've never done a Muso, uh, game. I, I, and I've talked about how. It doesn't seem like a type of game I'd like. Now, is anybody here into that kind of genre? I have never been a big fan of the Musou game. Mm -hmm. I've only played Dynasty Warriors 2 on PS2. Uh, But that said, if you're a fan of pressing a lot of buttons very quickly and seeing a lot of flashy stuff happen on screen, it's a pretty Mm -hmm. good one of those. It's a pretty good Zelda version one of those. So it's a a salt time. Check out the demo. It's free. And your progress carries over to the final game if you decide you want to buy the game. So hmm. it, it's like zero, uh, zero invested. Okay, nice. Not bad. I mean, yeah, I love but... a free demo. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it actually matters. Your stuff carries over, which is the the ultimate treat. <laughs> I love that. I did that. Uh, you know, Octopath. Ooh, yeah. Had that, and uh, oh, kid me, my. Uh, Characters are all the same level. You know, I left them. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, no, the Age of Calamity game, um, that's set to release here coming up, and that's supposed to have some story stuff with Breath of the Wild. You know, people are making a pretty big deal about it. I think that I... Are we are we loving the Breath of the Wild story, or are we on we don't like it? Because I hear mixed things all the time. What do we think? I think it's good enough. I think it's like that's not what good Zelda enough? games are about, isn't it? They've never been about story. So it's like I thought the characters they added were charming, but I like I'm never gonna like go to Zelda for like satisfying rich stories, right? Not like a, like a David O. Russell film. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's no right. American Hustle. No. Yeah. It's it's no joy. Yeah. It's no I heart. Say, give us another joy. <laughs> yeah. Joy the two. Beloved joy. I'm, joy two. Colon joy to the world. And that is this this coming up this Christmas. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I've been pretty explicit on another one of the podcasts on this network and saying that <laughs> in that I. I think Breath of the Wild story is fine, like mm. Jock said, but uh, I do think that the the world building and the actual like metatextual cultures that are built within the game are just infinitely fascinating to me because I do see a lot of real world settings like, oh, this place is clearly inspired by Kyoto or whatever. Right. So like I'm invested in it from like a, hey, this is what the ruined Hyrule looked like back in its heyday before it got ruined and it's awesome i I check out the zelda subreddit frequently and a lot Mm. of people are doing screenshot comparisons of the before and after the calamity and there's just straight up they recreate like oh this is the ruins of lon lon ranch but then in age of calamity here's it thriving and popping oh cool so it's really cool to see the before and after yeah 
Interesting. That's cool. So you could, in theory, maybe play a, a mission where you're in the war and you see the farm get all broken up to pieces. And Exactly. Okay. And, and there is like this weird time travel element that might mean a big deal for uh, Breath of the Wild 2. Or it might just be a, cl- a clever way of saying, hey, your stuff actually matters in this version of the game and not in Breath of the Wild. But Zelda, again, is tampering with a split timeline. And, you know, the Zelda lore heads, they love their they love arguing about the, the split timelines. And so Nintendo decided to introduce another one. So, yeah, that's a whole other can of worms that we'd probably have to devote an entire other podcast to. Truly. Let's do it. Truly. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, I'm sure you explained a lot of this in detail in a shameless plug for patreon.com slash radios. Uh, Call Me By Your Game co-op episode where I think Connor McCabe held you hostage for how long to talk about Breath of oh, the Wild? Was it? I was... He was trapped in there with me. I wasn't yeah, trapped okay. in there with him. It was a Rorschach situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah, no, that is a that is a great episode of uh, podcasting content. That's what I've been calling it lately. You know, um, po- podcasting content. Romantic. Um, uh, so, uh, do we? Um, okay, did we? We got some delays. Sorry, had to do it to him. But Halo, <laughs> Halo got delayed again, and Cyberpunk got delayed. Uh, Cyberpunk was the crazier one, I think, because didn't they have like tweets like the day they announced the delay? They were like, "No more delays, we're yeah. good." And people were like, "I mean, you should never do this," but people were like taking off work to play that game uh, the day it came out. <laughs> My, my favorite thing is seeing a tweet of a dude the day before the delay was announced. He added the Cyberpunk Twitter account and was like, hey, so I'm going to take the 19th of November off. You're not going to delay the game, right? <laughs> and then the, the Twitter account responded, no more delays. Yeah. <laughs> and then the very next day, the delay happened and the guy was like, well... And the good news yeah. is the dude wasn't a shithead about it. You know, he was very kind and he saw that his tweet was getting a lot of traction. So he did, instead of plugging the old SoundCloud, he plugged mm. he plugged an actual charity for feeding uh, the needy, which was nice. So I was nice. like, oh, wow. oh, thank God a cyberpunk fan <laughs> isn't completely toxic yeah. to yeah. the news of the, the delay. Because, geez, that yeah. seems rare nowadays. Yeah, it can be, it can get uh, toxic pretty quick when... Mm-hmm. Uh, people take your little baby bottle out of your mouth when you're a gamer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, I have rights as a gamer. I don't know if you know, Jeremy. I made this game by wanting it, okay? (laughs) I have equal invested stake in this game as the people who have crunched hour upon hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, yeah, that, I mean, I, I, uh, with the amount of games that I I play for the show and just loving games I love to play and it's quarantine in 2020 whatever uh, I if a game gets delayed I consider that a big win for me because <laughs> then I have all this time suddenly to I can do whatever I want uh, Nick do you feel similarly um, the, oh yeah it's great yeah. I got so many games that I want to play so when a big game that yeah. I do actually want to play gets delayed I'm like great that's fine it'll be yeah. even better by the time I get to it it's totally cool. Courtney, are you uh, gonna try to check out the cyberpunk game or yeah. not really your thing? No, I, I intend to check it out. Um, yeah. I definitely feel for that team right now. Uh, totally, crunch Ugh. is real. It's a real thing. Um, the amount of 
work like I just like I just cringe at the like the decision of having to delay it um and yeah. like having to announce that and everything that went on behind the scenes like I sympathize with that dev team so hard uh because to make that decision um one it's amazing because it's clearly what their devs need um and two like oh man gamers uh, people People can be mean online, it turns yeah. out. I don't know if you guys yeah. know this, yeah. but people can be really mean online about video games. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so I don't yeah. envy that company at all. Like, Mm-mm. it's like, I, you know, they just want to like tweet like, guys, just to remind you before you play it, it is just a video game. Like, it's going <laughs> to be really good, but oh like, it's just going to be a video game. And it's like, it's like not going to change everything. You know, uh, it's just Jacques, like, this game is going to change my life. Okay. It's going to make my life better. I'm going to get more money after I play it. <laughs> going to find love. Uh, yeah. I'm going to yeah. find purpose and everything. This, this game is the one thing that's, yeah. keep, that's keeping me from being my perfect self. Exactly. This is wow. It. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm excited about cyberpunk, but I don't think I quite, um, like I'm exci- as excited as I think I would be a new Witcher. Like people, uh, some people I think really like this genre. Like we're finding t- a lot. They like this genre a lot, and I think that's really great. I'm glad that they're <laughs> we're making a game like that. But I, I'm, uh, I, you know, I, I've got like. Uh, if if there's something on my schedule, I'm gonna try to play an old games a lot of times that I haven't played. You know, mm. like I like going back backwards. So. You know, taking care of some of that backlog for me is is a gift. Yeah, oh, so, totally. For sure. You know, when we delay stuff, I'm 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 perfectly fine. Speaking of the Halo delay, that's gonna kind of I mean, we figure that's probably gonna do a little bit to the Xbox Series X stuff. Maybe people don't want that as much as the PS5. Are y'all anybody here uh, pre-ordered either a PS5 or an Xbox Series X? I ordered the PS5. All right. PS5, yeah. PS5, PS5. Jacques, mm-hmm. yeah, you got one yet? No? No, I've tried. I still haven't gotten it, though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm praying for you. Um, <laughs> Thank we'll, you. We'll have a prayer Let's over the break, hands. too. Hold yeah, hands. we'll we'll lay hands. Guys, on, uh, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind not talking <laughs> about PS5, just to, like, for my sake, <laughs> I'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, so, and anybody pre-order the Xbox Series S or X? No. I don't need to. I have a PC that I can play all those those juicy uh, first party exclusives on. So that's there you I go. can play Halo Infinite on my mouse and keyboard like yeah. a pro gamer. Okay, <laughs> interesting. I'm, your audience hates me right now. Like, this dude sucks. I'm like, no, I'm yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. I promise. Uh, my he's audience w- is just ir- irony poisoned uh, <laughs> psychopaths. Uh, he's <laughs> winking whenever he says anything, and you guys can't see it because we're on a Zoom. But he's winking mm. with every funny thing he says to let us it's know all he's sarcastic. joking. The stuff that I think is funny, at least. I don't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I, I want to get a, an Xbox uh, Series X, um, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, you know, can't find them anywhere right now. And uh, I did order a PS5, so that's they'll probably take care of some of that. Uh, having fun with a new console. Imagine getting two in one week, like two brand new consoles, like the King of France. Like, what is <laughs> who are who am who would I King be? King of the Castle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be walking around to my roommates with both of them in my hands, like. No, you, you know. would just bludgeon your roommates and be like, get yeah. away from me, you, you yeah. peasants. I'm yeah, holding exactly. two consoles. 
Um, you know, I, I honestly, I, I think that's all the news. So wow. we're gonna we're gonna close out. Uh, unless anyone else has any other news, Courtney got any news? That you think? Not Jock mm. news? No. no. Jock news. Just olds for me. <laughs> yeah. Jock news. All right. So Jacques here's what's news. happening in my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Jack, you still uh, you you done with Bloodborne for now? You put it down for a while. Actually, I do have some Bloodborne updates. Uh, okay, give so me an update. Um, my friend Chase was a refugee from Denver from the fires, um, and so he came and stayed with us for a few days. And it turns out he's like a From Software whiz. He's played all of the games, and he like started a Bloodborne playthrough, and it was like infuriating to watch him play the game because he was so good. He'd be like, "Oh, you don't know how the skill multiplier affects this weapon," and I'd be like, "No, no, yeah, I know that for sure." And uh, he would just beat bosses in like twelve hits, and I'd be like, "Oh, I didn't know that was like a thing you could do." Um. So I just like, I haven't actually played it in the last few days, but I watched him for like, I'm unemployed right now. So I spent like, I just like hours just watching him play Bloodborne. And I was like, yeah, it was both cool and infuriating. That's great. And that is, uh, we'll do a little sound effect here for uh, Bloodborne, your Bloodborne update. (laughs) Makes sense. Okay, great. And uh, with that, we'll close out the news and... We're going to have a uh, quick break, and when we come back, we are going to talk all things Hades with uh, some of the best uh, best people in the biz. So uh, stay tuned. This is Connor McCabe, almost good boy and host of the nostalgic video game podcast, Call Me By Your Game. Call Me By Your Game is a show where I bring on a guest and interview them about a video game from their past that is near and dear to their heart. We talk as much about what they love about that particular game as we do what was special about the context of when they played it. Do you love Spyro the Dragon because it was a way you bonded with your dad over Christmas break in third grade? Do you love Metal Gear Solid because it was the first time you had agency in a game? Or do you love Skyrim because you took an arrow to the knee? Hopefully not that last one. Everyone has that one video game that started something for them or brings them back to a special time in their life. And this podcast is about those stories. If this sounds like something for you, then check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify anytime. Heck, maybe someday you'll join the show and call me by your game. Uh, welcome back to Video Games and Comedy Show. I am your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and today we are talking about Hades, all things Hades. You know, a couple episodes ago, we did this episode uh, all about the devil in uh, video games. We just talked about the the devil and how he shows up, and boy, do I regret doing that episode, only to find out we were going to do... I should have done that episode with, with y'all, honestly, like because uh, we're going to end up talking about... Uh, the inspiration for that episode, which was Hades, um, uh, the game that I've been playing a lot at the time and thinking about the devil and thinking about these sort of iconic characters and bringing them all to life. Uh, the first thing I kind of want to touch on, though, uh, was actually from Courtney. I want to hear a little bit about recording the VO for this. Like, uh, what was that yeah. experience like for you? Oh, my gosh. Um, 
it was great. It was so fun. Uh, I truly like so honored to be part of a really amazing voice cast. Like uh, I, I had worked with Supergiant before. I did a voice in Pyre. Um, I was oh, the no voice of- fucking way. <laughs> yeah, I was the Pyre, voice. Of- that's a good game. Oh, I'm glad you like it. I didn't make it very far in that game. It was really wow. different from any game I had ever played before. I didn't grow up playing a lot of games, and I certainly didn't play very many sports games. Right. Um, and people tend to compare they call pyre wizard basketball (laughs) um uh which i think is lovely and great so i did the voice of tizo the little imp um which was very fun little creature voice uh and i i had auditioned for like a lot of the the humanoid uh the human roles uh didn't didn't get those oh Uh, they liked you for the weird uh little thing yeah exactly Mm -hmm. um Uh, and who are you with just because we're in hollywood right now who who are you with who's your your, no representation but if you're you're looking to represent please oh really (laughs) are you not with an agent or manager or anything no not right now i um well congrats on getting anything thank you yeah yeah yeah. Also, no. well, also, congrats on being in the best voice game this oh my year. God. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Truly. Right? Yeah. True. No, Last of is... Us 2, step aside because <laughs> 80s yeah. is a joy to behold on a sound phone. So well done. It's, it's wild it's... that this is like as as good as it is. It makes oh. you think, why isn't everything as good as this? I it... yeah, That's what I say to everyone <laughs> who's ever made a video game before. Like, this is fine, but why isn't this like Hades? Why aren't uh, you super giant games, okay? Yeah. <laughs> what you're doing is neat, but have you tried being super giant games? Have you, <laughs> no? Yes. No? Uh, Neil okay, Druckmann, I, I have that. some notes. <laughs> Courtney, yeah. how long that's did a... you, uh, how many, how long did you have to spend recording? This game famously has so many lines recorded. It has, Okay, I did thousands of lines between the two characters. Um, I did three separate recording sessions over the course of two years. Um, And they were both... No, sorry, four separate um, recording sessions. And both of them were at least eight hours. Um, Usually I would do Aphrodite in the morning. We'd break for lunch. And then I would do Dusa in the afternoon. um, Just because that is a little bit harder on my voice. Uh, So I needed a bigger break in between. Um, Yeah, so that was probably like, let's see. um, Aphrodite, I think, has a couple fewer lines. Um, But yeah, it was probably around 20 hours of work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I believe wow. so. Yeah, it was it was a lot. There are hundreds of lines for each character, um, and so I have <laughs> I have no idea how Logan Cunningham did it. He did six voices in the game. Um, wow! <laughs> yeah, he's the voice of <laughs> Hades, of um, the narrator character of Achilles, oh and uh, a couple more. Wow. Um, so yeah, but it was really fun. Uh, I know Darren Korb. We're friends. Uh, so it was great being able to work with a friend. <laughs> Dude, what a flex. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, he like, yeah, we're like friends. I've been to like things. We I've pal around. To, we go to yeah. Burger King together. I, I think he makes exactly. like video game music. I don't know. It's silly. He's like known for music or something. It's funny. I've actually, I've gone to, I, uh, I've, I've gone to Friendsgiving at his house before. Um, yeah, we're, 
uh, yeah, I know some of the people at Supergiant, so that also uh, helped me get in there. But what I was saying with the, like, the audi- <laughs> I auditioned for like other roles uh, <laughs> was that like I know them, and I think they were sort of like, yeah, we'll let Courtney audition. Like when I uh, when I was a kid, I actually did a lot of voice acting stuff, and then I took years off to like go to school, and I spent my twenties doing really boring, soulless jobs, um, and then mm. decided I wanted to get back to the arts, blah, 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 long story. Um, <laughs> and so I auditioned, and they actually really liked my Tizo take. Uh, and then when they did Hades, they were like, here, audition for Dusa, and I auditioned for Aphrodite, uh, and also Artemis. And I just kind of thought, I was like, I think I have a chance at getting Dusa, uh, but I probably won't. I can't imagine I would get the other ones. Um, and lo and behold, they liked my Aphrodite take, which was shocking. She's definitely, that's like a very different character from what's in my wheelhouse <laughs> between, uh, Dusa, who's a floating Gorgon head and <laughs> Tizo, who's a tiny imp. Like that's really more, <laughs> sure. that's more my style, like yeah. just like weird sounding high pitched voices. So, uh, definitely not, I did not think I would be the goddess of love, um, <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. I was thinking, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do do this audition. I won't get it. I don't want to waste anyone's time. And now I'm really happy I did. So. Yeah. I, I mean, did you, uh, with the take that you brought to the audition, how close was that to the take that you ended up actually working with in the studio? Um, okay. So for Dusa, it was pretty much the same. same. What helps, what helps is, so Greg, uh, writes the characters. He does all the writing. Um, Darren is, and then he and Darren work together. So it's really, it's a lot of Greg's vision and he and Darren are on the same page and Darren does the direction because he's the audio guy. Um, so Dar- uh, Greg is really thoughtful and was very clear about what he wanted with the characters. So there wasn't a whole lot of change between what was on the sides that I received over two years ago mm-hmm. um, and what the characters are today. Mm-hmm. So I would say Dusa, exactly the same. Aphrodite, I think we had to workshop it a little um, because they really didn't, uh, oddly enough, a word that was not on her side's uh, was like the word like sexy yeah. or like, mm. you know, anything like that. I think the closest word that they had to that was suggestive. Like she herself can be suggestive, suggestive. Mm. Um, but other than that, they were like, she's confident. Um, uh, yeah. She's like, she can turn really quickly. So yeah, I think D- Darren definitely had to work with me on my accent a little bit. Uh, yeah. Cause she has like a, a light British accent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, they, because they set me up so easily for exactly what they wanted, uh, there wasn't a huge evolution from what my audition was like to what I recorded in the booth. Aphrodite is one of the more like, I feel like fresh takes of like one of these characters because you always hear is this like seductress type of person Mm -hmm. and she's like, it's, she's the goddess of love. She's not like necessarily the goddess of like, yeah, like being sexy, seductive person so yeah. it was cool to hear her <laughs> she's not the goddess of sexy yeah <laughs> but it's just like she's like sounds like a real woman for once and it's like yeah, yeah like confident think- is a good uh, that's an interesting way of like that does seem to be like one of the defining attributes that's really cool that you noticed that. I think Greg would really appreciate hearing that because that was the first time I went in, uh, went up to their studio to record. Um, I met with Darren and Greg. And so Greg could kind of give me the rundown uh, of what he had in mind. And I very much remember him saying like, she's a multidimensional character. Uh, she has a lot more to her. Something that we heard a lot in a lot of other uh, auditions with that was very like vampy, um, which isn't, 
a bad take on her at all, but it wasn't what Greg was looking for. So uh, again, yeah, because he made it clear, I think that made it a lot easier for me to do the work. Cool. Uh, if I may, I, 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 again, I could talk to you about this for so long. <laughs> so I, yeah. I got to condense it down to just a, a little bit, but like you piggybacking off what you said, Dusa and Aphrodite are such diametrically opposed characters dusa is very much the you know in your typical anime the high school girl who is afraid to admit her crush she is attracted to zagreus and she is worried that zagreus doesn't even notice her whereas aphrodite as you said is this powerful figure of sensuality she is not sexy in the typical sense of the word she is everything that sexy is kind of derived from and that is just kind of a I think she just can't help but be like yeah this is just how I talk kind of thing <laughs> and she is very much like I hold the power in this conversation yeah and that is very much uh the the kind of it, it's it's the opposite style of character so one how do you reconcile like just flip-flopping between those two different characters where it's like scared high school girl versus oh, uh, this person knows exactly what they want and they know how to manipulate Zagreus in order to get it. Oh, man. Well, like I said, there had to be a whole lunch break in between doing those two characters. <laughs> it was a sandwich. So. That's all it needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It needed a snack. Um, yeah, so just like some, definitely some time. Doing effort, it's so funny how uh, I was affected physically, physically, uh, just so differently between the two. Like going into the booth and being Aphrodite was just like you were, I was very like loose, shoulders down. Mm. Like um, my voice definitely didn't hurt after that. <laughs> and then like doing Dusa, I'm just like, my whole body is like tightened up because she's so, <laughs> yeah. she's so anxious. She's yeah. constantly um, anxious. Yeah. yeah. And, That's good. and like, her voice is a lot higher and she speaks really fast. Uh, and so I definitely would, one, because it was like the usually the end of the day and two, because it took a greater physical toll on me. Mm -hmm. uh, Dusa was was a, a lot harder to do. <laughs> um, and like just to, again, more questions, but um, Hades is the first foray for uh, Supergiant Games into the world of early access. So uh, I was pretty late to the early access um, version of the game like I was pretty close to what the final product actually looked like so what I'm curious to know is just what your relationship was like to each character at the various steps of the various phases of the game because for the most for all intents and purposes I know Dusa she got a lot of her romance options added later in oh, I'm sorry added later into the development of Hades we gotta or, start over buddy I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> from the top yeah. but, what were your questions whatever they were ask them again but <laughs> Aphrodite was I would say again I, I might be mistaken but I'm pretty sure Aphrodite was a more like core gameplay loop style character who had maybe i think less of a character arc than dusa but it was very much like this is a traditional video game character who tells you hey here are your um i forget the name for him but the the quick one-liners that are to like hey every time zag accesses your icon you pop up and say a thing versus dusa who had an arc that developed over two years worth of development so that's got to be that's got to be pretty cool. I, I can't imagine a lot of actors like outside of, you know, uh, Gandolfini and people like them who have worked with the character for so long over such a period of time. So what was that like? 
Um, it was really cool, especially since I was playing the game uh, pretty much once it came out in early access. They sent me a code and I was like, yeah, I should I should definitely try this out. Kind of expecting for the same thing that happened with me and Pyre to happen where I was like, oh, mm. I don't know. It might be too hard. Like, we'll, this like, sucks. I might not <laughs> Format <yeah>. hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, I was, uh, I mean, like I was into the story. I was curious to see what they were going to do with it because I had all these single lines of dialogue where I was like, oh, where does this fit in? Um, and then it turned out I loved the gameplay and I loved the story. Uh, so yeah, with Dusa, it was, it was so delightful. Like, going in on my like second and third recording to see what else she was up to. <laughs> uh, because it's, you know, I, they even if I had asked for them to tell me, which I didn't want them to because I wanted to play the game and learn yeah. the story. They, um, it was, it was so fun to like read my lines and find out what was going to like happen to her. And even though I think Greg did probably have like a really good idea from the beginning about like what was going to happen with with her, um, I didn't necessarily see all those lines of dialogue um, from the get go. So it was like pretty cool getting into the booth and like going through everything and being like, "Oh my god, like good for her." Yeah, get that's it. so yeah. cool. Like I I didn't see that, you know. So. I love the idea of you know I I think for a lot of us whenever we watch like this teen heartthrob romance, will they, won't they? You know, a character like Dusa is very much like a, she's so cute. I hope that her and Zag really hit it off one day. And so I can't imagine walking into the VO booth and being like, oh my gosh, they hit it off. That's yeah. so cool. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Uh, I had streamed like a little bit before the full game came out and uh, people people would like sometimes ask me questions and I would just have to be like, I don't know. I don't know anything. I know it's funny when I do stream, people are just like, oh, how come you like aren't giving Dusa anything? I'm like, because I know her stuff. I don't know like Meg's story or Than's story. So they are getting all the ambrosia. Uh, speaking of ambrosia too, I definitely, uh, withheld so much ambrosia at the beginning of like, well, who would I like actually like, like want to buddy up with, you know, like, uh, there's a lot of like, uh, implanting yourself into Zag as being like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he's this fully realized character, but isn't he kind of me? And uh, would I give it to my dad or this dog? I don't know. Um, Hold on. The answer is you always give guests, you always give gifts to dogs. Yeah. Cerberus was my first gift, but, uh, Aphrodite was a character I held off on quite a bit. I was, I was like, I was like, I bet everyone's given her ambrosia. I don't want to, you know, she's probably tied up you can buy I her also, poster <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly i also held off on aphrodite because yeah like, i don't, I don't want to hear my voice yeah you're like, i'm not, not interested <laughs> in that um, it was funny playing today like i knew i was gonna do this podcast so i just started giving aphrodite gifts every time i saw her i was like i want to hear more clips i want to hear more yeah, quotes yeah. and get more Doing sense of the character re- reconnaissance yeah you neglected <laughs> yeah. courtney is what you're saying the entire <laughs> i so, didn't even know you did uh, do so until now that's like one of the most like memorable voices in the whole game it's wild yeah for sure well great work that yeah. uh, it's it's awesome that you're a fan of the game as well as being like a, a talent on the on the actual thing and it's cool like you kind of knew who Supergiant was it feels like uh, going into this project um which is great i mean how i mean i mean i, I wonder how much of the voice cast is maybe just only peripherally interested in video games you know i mean i wonder 
Yeah, a lot of them are on Twitter. Um, okay. And so I've kind of been like following them too. And it seems like a few of them are playing it. Um, That's great. So I, I don't, that. I don't, yeah, I've, I've kind of been spying. I'm like, am I an anomaly? Like, yeah. but it doesn't seem like it. It really seems like people just genuinely really like this game. Like, yeah. uh, I think everyone was pretty blown away that within like pretty shortly with, like coming out in 1.0 there were like over 30,000 positive reviews on Steam for it um so yeah and a lot of people it's funny um I've reconnected because of the pandemic you know and you like meet up with people you haven't talked to in a long time for like a zoom happy hour uh, I met up with like an old friend from uh, I, when I lived in the bay area and he was like I'm playing this really great game it's called <laughs> Hades <laughs> I was like yeah bro I've heard of it <laughs> um yeah so it's so it's cool and it, it was just cool to hear that somebody liked that without them knowing i, w- I was affiliated with it at all um yeah. just unprovoked they're like i'm bring, playing this great game uh so yeah that was that was kind of a telling moment for me where it was like oh it's not just you being saying something nice to a friend like you're excited about something that i got to be a part of what so awesome. totally That's so yeah. cool yeah yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I felt uh, similar when I got cast in a uh, local uh, insurance agency commercial uh, and people in that region were <laughs> kind of hitting me up and just saying how uh, it was real fun that they got, you know, they, I mean, they, I, they didn't get insurance from them, but they, you know, they watched I'm just a the big fan of commercial. farmer's market insurance, you know, just the, <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I don't, I don't know. They're really rooting for that farmer's market team. Yeah. And you're on it. Well, <laughs> I think that this game is, uh, <laughs> I think that this game is special and, um, I want to start with court back with you, Courtney, but then I want to hear everybody kind of give their take on why, what is it about this game that we think makes it so special, uh, in a world where the market is really saturated with not just games and options, but these types of games, rogue likes and, uh, these like familiar loops and even top down beat 'em ups and slashers. Like they're, they're pretty popular. So Courtney, what do you, why do you think this game is so special? Like, why do you, you know? Okay. I think Supergiant has really figured out how to combine just like storytelling with gameplay. Uh, like with Pyre, uh, another thing people refer to Pyre as is like, um, like a, a novel, basically, like it's mm-hmm. like a graphic novel game because <laughs> there's so much text and there's so much story and there there is so much story in Hades. Like there are so many different characters you interact with, like so much is happening. There's so much to learn, uh, but they have it really nicely spread out where you go through the game you play, you die, you know that you can do better, so you want to play again, and you also want to keep playing for the story. And everything is just like, like you get some story, you get some action, uh, you get to level up a bit, uh, you see yourself making progress, you get more story. Like, um, So it's just, it, it feels like the formula is, is perfect for it, at least at least for my brain, um, right. because that's where I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to do one more run through. Uh, and then I'll get like one, when I go back to the house of Hades, I'll get like one line of dialogue from Achilles. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's, uh, that's interesting. I sort of want to, I sort of want to figure that out. Or it's like, they guide you to go, uh, you know, to one of the weapons, uh, and unlock a new aspect. And then it's like, well, I just unlocked this aspect. So now I have to play it again. Um, right. <laughs> so it yeah. just, oh, I guess I have to do another run and then, you know, fast forward another three hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think it's just 
they just have perfected the formula of like all the things that people love about a video game uh, and just the right doses in the right places. If that makes sense. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Jacques, okay. what do you, what do you think? What's what to you? What is, what is so special about this game? And you can't say anything Courtney said. You can't. <laughs> no a, repeats. No repeats. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's like a, there's a lot of things I, I really like compared to other roguelikes and I know some do this, but like the up, the upgrades feel really tangible. And I feel like it's like you do something and you're like, Oh, I'm better now. I'm going to get farther with this upgrade. And it just feels like really satisfying. And it seems like a really smart design where there's some roguelikes where you just feel like, I don't know if I'll ever beat this. Like, I just don't know if I'll ever beat this game. Um, but I, yeah, it's just, I think a lot of it's just that writing and the sense of humor is so good. Like it just didn't seem like I wanted to hear about the Greek gods ever again. Like I've just, (laughs) I've, I've read so much. Like I took Latin in high school. I'm just like, I feel like I've had enough of these for like ever. And I've played all the God of war games. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And then it was like, wow, what a fresh take on all of them and way to like make really bold choices, like completely like not beholden to like the Edith Hamilton mythology or something yeah. like that. It was like, it, it's really, it's, it's amazing how fresh it feels. It's contemporary. Yeah. It's taking old ancient Greek myth and bringing it into 2020 in a way that doesn't feel shoehorned, but just a natural evolution of what that myth looks like today, which is nice. It's yeah, cool. Exactly. Yeah, and like it, Aphrodite it is a good example. Yeah. Right. It reminds me when Hercules, Disney's Hercules came out. It was very <laughs> similar. It had a fresh. James Woods was Hades in that. And he's. Yeah, that was a uh, bulb. I was bold. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Famous humanitarian James Woods, kids, uh, <laughs> famous good guy and appropriately cool guy. cast as Hades. Yeah, <laughs> yeah retro, yeah. retrospectively, very, very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Nick, what do you think? I mean, uh, you reviewed the game. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear. You know, you play a lot of these. You play a lot of games too. So, yeah, I'm what you might call a gamer. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've uh, seen a controller. I know my way around a, a PS2 controller, okay? Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, one thing that I actually, um, that IGN doesn't really like to do in reviews is to compare it to previous games that a franchise or that a company might have worked on. But I honestly think that you can't truly evaluate a game like Hades without comparing it to Supergiant Games' previous works. And I think that Hades is this iteration evolution and culmination of everything Supergiant has done as a company i do think that hades is the perfected version of the combat and the combat scenarios in bastion mm. i think that it is the culmination of the strategy and the programming-esque nature of transistor with uh that we see reflected with boons in Hades and I do think that Hades is the culmination of the character vignettes and storytelling moments that you see in Pyre presented in a context that feels a lot more pick up and play and so I think all of these things have combined in Hades to just kind of be the like the the coalescence of all of these things that this company has learned. Again, this is a, a, a pretty straightforward, like small, tiny company. I, I watched the the no clip documentary, and it just seems like this is a, like two handfuls of people who are actively working on this game. So it's just seeing what it's like if a group of friends learn to make games with each iteration of, hey, what's next? What's next? Yeah. And Hades represents this almost decade 
long uh, worth of progression and development. And I think it it truly encapsulates everything that I think Supergiant uh, hopes to be in the gaming sphere because uh yeah they know how to make games and, and they know they know how to make games and like obviously the game is fun but they know how to make games and that this is i think the most video game a game can possibly be right while mm. also simultaneously being a quintessential a quintessential example of raising the bar for what games need to do moving forward from this moment i think that if your roguelike doesn't have the things that Hades has, it is already going to be seen as significantly inferior. And that's unfortunate because not a lot of people are in the circumstances of Supergiant, but also like they just, they, they, they hit the secret sauce of knowing how to make a game. And, and I, I think piggybacking off of what Courtney said, talking about how like there's different parts of the game that always encourage you to like, Oh, what if you just keep playing a little bit more? The game is constantly, constantly giving you reason to never stop playing, whether that be in the form of, hey, you haven't used the spear in a while. What if we give you a 15% darkness bonus if you use the spear this run? Or, hey, you beat the game, but there's all these packs of punishment, and Skelly says if you put 32 heats on, you'll get a special statue. Like, there's so many smart design elements in this game that are not only inextricably tied to the game, like the actual core loop of playing through a run, dying, resetting, talking to people, hearing new dialogue, the way you come back to Desperate Housewives week to week to hear what your favorite character has to say. But it's also just this this perfect <laughs> core loop where the entire game is always wanting you to... It's basically... It's insidious. It's trapping you. Mm, it, it, it's evil. It, it doesn't want to let its grips off of you because it's just... It just says, "Hey, isn't this game so damn good that you <laughs> yeah. just never want to stop playing?" And that's why that's why I think Hades is currently my game of the year. And honestly, there's not that many Cyberpunk 2077. I feel like I know what to expect. Hades mm -hmm. is a thing that I did not expect. And yeah. honestly, if I'm being for real, it was a game I had zero interest in playing Same. until I decided to pick it up because when uh Sorry, now I'm talking way too long. But when no, Supergiant you're fine. You're fine. I'll cut it, but you're fine. <laughs> oh, thank you. When, when, when Supergiant Games announced Hades at the uh, VGAs in uh, late 2018, mm -hmm. I remember being excited seeing Supergiant Games attached to it because I love yeah. Bastion. I love Transistor. Yeah. And I hadn't played Pyre, but I was like, I love visual novels. I love me some Danganronpa. So I was like, I'll probably like this. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. And so when I saw it, I was like, oh, this looks cool. I like Greek gods. And then they said, it's coming to early access. And I was like, oh, I mean, this company that's known for its small, succinct, and beautiful stories is now doing something that's going to be, in my mind, something that is only gameplay focused. It's all about a roguelike. You know, they're making a roguelike in early access. And those are two words that I don't particularly care for, especially when used in the same sentence. So mm. then when I realized that Hades was coming out in 1.0, I was like, I'll give it a shot. And oh my God, I'm so happy I gave it a shot because <laughs> totally. the game is, it, it's an important game. And I think it'll be a game that we look back on in 10 years and say, this is the reason why games are the way they are in 2030 or whatever. It is an important game, not only a good game. 
Yeah, you know, uh, some of the things that I was thinking about when playing it too was just like, so Supergiant is famous for their art style, right? Like their art, like they they make really good looking stuff, but they've always had this uphill battle with, okay, we don't know what any of this is. We don't know what any of this world is or what any who these any of these people are. And I, especially with Pyre, I felt like that was a specifically hard thing to get people invested in is like the the world of it like like uh when you're coming with a brand new world that's always going to be an uphill battle but mm-hmm. with uh Hades boy did they kind of strike gold with we already know who these people are <laughs> we're already pretty familiar with uh Greek mythology so now we just get to see these fresh takes with this beautiful art style and to me it was like oh this was kind of a missing piece from some of those earlier games was that the barrier of entry was a lot less thick, I think. And True. Um, on top of that, I'm just going to say it. And we've all, we we've kind of like said it in different ways already. It's an easier roguelike than other roguelikes. Like it's kind of like you can beat this game in a reasonable amount of time. And Hey, I like that. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, some of the roguelikes, like Splunky I, as a game I really like, right. Or, uh, or um, binding of Isaac, another game I, I really like. Freaking! I play a lot of games, and those games are hard. They're pretty hard right off the bat. They're pretty. There's a pretty uphill climb right away, and I think that uh, that they dangle these carrots in front of you. They're very attainable, and that makes you again, like Nick said, makes you want to keep coming back. And uh, and the fact that it's like, oh, there's there's not like twenty five worlds to get through. It's four. <laughs> like right? That, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's it's pretty like. Yeah, it's just paced so well. Yeah, it doesn't um, overstay its welcome, you know, mm-hmm. and there's so much more if you like it. There's so much more to mine out of the uh, out of what they've uh, put in there. Um, and I think unlike Spelunky, like there's like I don't get me wrong. I love it when games are tough. I love it when games are hard and yeah. challenge me as a player. But mm-hmm. the reason why I usually bounce off a lot of rogue likes and rogue lights is like, why why am i playing more and yeah. I, I think hades gives you that reason because i want to know what happens with zags like you know as run away from home like how is he gonna do mm-hmm. like yeah uh who is thanatos and why is he so hot well, yeah you know, what's going yeah. on with with dusa like is the will they won't they what about meg how does this all play and like for sure there's so much meg? there's so <laughs> much character stuff that you know, if I die in a game like Spelunky, I usually just get mad at myself for messing up. But in mm-hmm. a game like Hades, I die and I'm like, oh, cool. I get to talk to Dusa again. I get to talk to Hades again. I get to pet Cerberus again. I get to figure out what's going on with Thanatos. There's so much incentive to just die, which is mm, right. like the fact that a game managed to gamify losing is so a big smart. win. It, it, yeah. It's... It's, it's genius, it's, and and it, yeah. it, it doesn't feel contrived because it's like, oh yeah, he lives. Zag lives in Hades, and so obviously, if he dies, he just goes back home. And this dude, his goal is to run away from home. How beautiful it is! It is the closest I could think of to a modern Greek tragedy of a dude <laughs> who just wants to run away from home, who is immortal. But every time he dies, he just goes back home to endure more paternal abuse. And it's just this, it's good, man. It's yeah. pretty, pretty good, man. I think the, the one closest of, game. Yeah. Oh, go for it. Uh, go I was just going to say, I think one of the things that this game really does so well, too, is that, like, 
it's is how well written Zagreus is. He's such a perfect protagonist in the way that he like responds to these characters exactly how you want him to. And like, but he still has like a sense of humor and he's really smart, but you'll have these crazy people saying things and you're like, that's insane. And then he just has the exact two word reaction to it. Mm -hmm. That makes you so happy. You're like, it's like a relief. You're like, Oh, (laughs) thank God he acted that way. And he's not, he's yeah, exactly. No, that just that happens so much in the game where I'll say, you know, I'll say something like, oh, how rude. And then he'll say it like a second later. Yeah. And I'm just like, he's, he's just like, he, uh, I am sad. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, or his interactions, again, a very super like super giant games thing of our main character interacting to some extent with the fourth wall breaking narrator where the narrator is saying something about and, you know, Zag was definitely not the Hades favorite sign. That is not a thing. That is not a line that is in the game. But yeah. you, you, you hear you hear Zag say something like in response, go, you know I can hear you, old man. Right. Yeah. Just like stuff like that is so good. Did, it's like did y'all get to the but um, annoying. Right, yeah. Did y'all get to the room where I mean everyone's probably got to the room where it's like all of those books and mm-hmm. you can read each one and if you if you close out before the narrator's done, it'll be like yes. hey. <laughs> Why are you? Come on! Yeah. yeah, I laugh every time he responds to uh, Chiron or however you say his name. Just like grunting, like saying something to him, oh, and yeah. him just like grunting mm. and him being like, "Perfect." Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry if I offended you. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another voice that uh, Logan does is is Chiron the boatman. Amazing. Oh, wow. Sorry, I'm trying. I was like, I was like, I know he does six or seven. What are the other ones? Hardest so. boss fight in the game. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. I, <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm gonna fight. Holy, I'm dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he just killed me. Okay. Um, speaking of fighting, uh, first thing I'll say is uh, they incentivize you to use different weapons in the game, and I actually highly suggest that you do because this game has the weird like phenomena of like I'm getting really good with a weapon, and as soon as I choose another weapon, I have the best run of my yeah. life. <laughs> um, and it's like it's strange because it's like weapons I think I hate. If I, I just go back to them, I suddenly the boons or something is like perfectly aligns for me. And I end up having this magical run with the shield, which I didn't think I even liked the shield. (laughs) Uh, But what is everyone's main sort of go-to favorite weapon for me? Unfortunately, it's the gun, the gun, which I don't know the gun (laughs) person. I know the adamant rail is really fun to play with. Yeah. The adamant rail is, uh, I like being able to have the, the, grenade sort of projectiles along with them. I just, I don't know. I end up having a lot of good runs with that. Uh, what about y'all? Um, I love uh, the bow with the Chiron aspect on it. Mm. It is... It's so fun. I was playing with it last night on my stream and just like deleting enemies. I just and I kept <laughs> I kept leveling up my special on that. Oh, my God. I was getting between I would because what I do when I play that is I do an attack and then a, a special immediately after that. And mm-hmm. like that combination was like a thousand points of damage each time oh, I'd play it. Oh, nice. oh, my God. It was I think I took out. Theseus and Asterius in a minute. Like I think I Jeez. finished that oh in like God. less than a minute. Yeah, they're harder was... than Hades, I think. Yeah, they can be. Yeah. They. Mm-hmm. Oh, it took me a yeah. yeah. <laughs> it yeah. took me a long time to figure them out. But right. Hades, I feel like the first time I came up against him, I was like, "Ooh, I don't know about this." But then he's very predictable. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. I would say Asterius and Theseus are less predictable. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
Yeah, your brain has to do two things at once, and that's can be harder than you know Hades, mm-hmm. who I don't like the I die and no psych. Now I'm alive again, but oh, you know. That was- <laughs> <laughs> That was, oh my God, when I finally, I was like, I'm going to beat him. I can, yeah. it doesn't matter if I take damage. Like, I'm <laughs> fine. I've got one more death defiance. And yeah. then he came back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Perfect. Um, I think I had to like take a break. <laughs> take a little walk. <laughs> I was like, I walk around the block. Yeah. yeah. Jacques, what do you break. think? What's your, what's your weapon? I agree with you. First off, I have that weird phenomenon of like being good with the bow out of nowhere. And I'm just like, what? I'm terrible with this. Um, I actually really like the shield. I like, uh, I like love it when I get it where it hits multiple guys with my special. Chris Evans fan over here. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. He does have an American flag in his background. Yeah. Uh, I support the troops. uh, Oh no. no, Oh no. No matter what the conflict is. Podcast canceled. Show canceled. No, I support the troops on every army around the world. Okay. Okay. Now this is interesting. (laughs) I just love conflicts. I just love conflicts. Uh, (laughs) No, um, but I like the shield because I actually like to defend more than I like to hurt. Mm, He's a lover, not a fighter. That's nice. I like that for you. Okay, Nick. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the twin fists. The twin, the, the twin fists with the aspect of Talos where your special is like this magnetic pool. The magnetic fists. Oh, my God. It's Sorry. so much fun. And then like, you know, there's that there's always that moment like Hades is designed. You know, it's not a competitive game, so it's OK if the game breaks with all the boons you get. Yeah. But when the boons hit just right with the <laughs> with the twin fist, when you have Zeus's lightning pumping through the twin fists and it dashes from enemy to enemy. Oh, it feels real good. It feels yeah. real good so to good. break the game. And then also with twin fists, uh, another one that's really fun is um, support fire, where whenever you hit with your attack or special, uh, you get like a, it's one of Artemis's boons. You get an additional uh, arrow that hits an enemy oh, for like yeah. an additional like 15 points or something. It's so and good. it's so good with the fists because they hit so fast. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I love it. It's just love like, it. I like getting up close and personal and just like the idea of Zag just pummeling this dude, like like Muhammad Ali, like do 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 the speed yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude is so much fun. There's some uh, runs easy. that are so oh, fun. Wow. There's some runs that are just so fun in this game because of like the multipliers. It reminds me of kind of like Slay the Spire, where you would just yeah. get some like rare card combination and you would be like, oh, this seems unfair almost. But it's like <laughs> so fun. You, you, you break the game, but it doesn't feel like you cheated. It just no. feels like I earned it and yeah. I'm smart. Yeah. Therefore, <laughs> I, I broke the game and I'm an unstoppable force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. It's so good. Yeah. And yeah. on the flip side of that, sometimes you unintentionally break like your own build. <laughs> like, uh, for example, I was playing, uh, I think flurry shot with my bow and arrow. Oh, that's one. Or sorry, I was playing change chain shot. Uh, and that's one where your attack hits like a couple more people. Um, but then that messed with my aspect of Chiron. Cause the whole thing with Chiron is your, um, special focuses on the last, thing that you hit and you have no control over the last thing you hit uh, so i was doing pretty well in a run and then i was like i added that and it it sort of made my game very chaotic uh, and i was trying to do i was trying to like beat my fastest time and it just sort of ruined <laughs> everything but that's that's how you learn yeah. that's, that's the beauty of it though there's like the the thing that i think that there's a hallmark of any good roguelike is the risk reward of the choices you make and it's just like 
yeah, I want to get this, but what if, like, this build would really be complete if I got this boon four rooms down the line? Yeah. But that's a big risk, because what if you never get it? What if Poseidon decides to give you just more gems and stuff like that? I'm like, Poseidon, come on, bro. I need you to get me the thing that pushes extra damage yeah. when I push people against the wall. So th th that's always nice, too, is just that innate, like, it's never the game's fault. It's always your fault, which is right. good design. Who is uh now obviously Aphrodite is all of our favorite character <laughs> or Indusa, but who is everybody's uh second favorite uh uh one of the one of the uh boon specifically the boon crew. The boon crew. <laughs> <laughs> the boon boys. The boon boys. Boon boys. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So actually Aphrodite has my least favorite boons. Um <laughs> I when I first started playing, I really liked her, uh, but now I feel like I've gotten pretty good at like avoiding damage so her abilities to reduce damage don't do a whole lot i guess like her call is great um because if you get stuck in a room where there are like a lot of enemies it's nice to have that like charm aspect mm -hmm. but mostly i i kind of avoid her you're so humble um <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but i artemis for me it's artemis, artemis. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah especially because i play with bow so much and it just works well with yeah. with uh with the bow so yeah artemis is bay artemis is bay stan artemis who, who stan do we think what do we think i'll i'll go i like so maybe it's just because demeter is relatively new to me right now i'm loving i'm loving that ice put him <laughs> on ice yeah Give me demeter's the, great bring the cold as Arnold Schwarzenegger might, you know, say in that movie, bring the cold. <laughs> <laughs> I do also like that Demeter is like Zag's, I think, technically closest relative. Yeah. So I, I do like that dynamic whenever I activate her boon. It feels a lot less. Um, every, every time I activate a boon from any other god, it always feels like this weird, vapid, shallow, like, oh, yeah, Zag, I would love to have wine with you over in Olympus or whatever. <laughs> but that's, like with, that's Zeus. But, but with, yeah. with Demeter, it genuinely feels like she actually cares about Zag, which mm. is interesting because I feel like the way all the other gods twist on a dime if you go into a room with a trial of the gods, mm -hmm. I feel like Demeter's feels the most meaningful because it's like, oh, this person, I feel like out of everyone, actually cares about Zag the most. So yeah. I, I like Demeter, like you. Demeter's definitely one of the faves. Uh, big fan of Poseidon when he decides to give me the pushing abilities, but sometimes yeah. he just wants to give me those Splash gems, dash. and I get so annoyed because I'm like, bro, I'm 50 hours in, I don't need more gems. Give me the pushback damage, <laughs> right? And then yeah, Zeus. the worst. I was gonna say the worst is when you like get into sticks and you you get oh. your your satyr sack, and then you're like, all right, I'm gonna go buy a treat before <laughs> before I beat uh, uh, Hades, and then you get like rare crop from from Demeter, and mm. you're like, I. No. Yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't I have gotten this like two biomes ago? But yeah. yeah, the same with the same with Poseidon, where you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> I, I can't cool. wait to Thanks, die shitty again. Santa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. More 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 coin. More yeah. sunken treasure. That's 
phenomenal. <laughs> I, I fucking love Poseidon's uh, vibe uh, yeah. of where he's like just chilling on his like uh, trident. Like his uh, his like look. I'm like, oh, he he basically surfs into hell. It's yeah. like, what's up, idiot? Yeah, yeah. I'm, here to, I'm here to give hey, you some losers. gold. I'm here to bring gems. Hey nephew, you want some cash? I got a, a sick twenty on me. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, we all love that uncle in real life. Oh, he's yeah, great. he's no, great. He's in and out of jail, but it's cool. <laughs> I like him. Yeah. He, he only went to jail for selling weed. It's fine. Yeah. 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 He, he's every character in this is just so trill. They're not chill. They're right. trill. They're mm-hmm. so sure. cool. It's an important They're distinction. They're so cool. Yeah. Except for once, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. except for what's the the running dude? Nike. Hermes. Oh, uh, Hermes. Hermes. There Hermes. You go. Yeah. Hermes, a Her- little bit of a spaz, a little bit of a spaz, but he's all right. Yeah, Hermes <laughs> brought coke to the party, and we all didn't think we were doing that tonight. <laughs> that wasn't the vibe we were. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know. Can I drive home on this, uh, Jacques? Uh, what about you? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably say Poseidon. Actually, I like I like the pushing stuff and. Uh, the splashing. I love the way they do like the uh, the graphics interact with your moves really well, like the electricity oh, yeah. from Zeus and stuff. And it's like it's like you do a different combination, and it's like oh, this is a fun new style I haven't seen before, which I think yeah. is pretty fun. Yeah. I, I hadn't considered that. It's like uh, I always get mad when like in an RPG I put on new armor and my character doesn't like look different. Yeah, I never considered that the idea of like the cosmetic changes of Zag. That's a very good point. It, you see like the tangible, visible benefits of all of these cool power ups you pick up. That's a good observation. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, that was really <laughs> good. <laughs> um cool okay so um yeah why don't we close out by talking a little bit about i guess some of our our uh maybe more memorable just like moments it can be from any part of the game like a a, a part that would really kind of took us by surprise or something you know we really like didn't expect i mean kind of ran through a lot of this already but uh you know i guess I guess I'll go with the uh, uh, a big moment for me that I really thought was like just it's totally subverted video games and things that I would come I've come to expect from video game encounters and that's when you get to sticks and I, you see Cerberus is just sort of standing there in your way. And you think, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to fight my dog, which I don't wanna do, and then they're just like just kidding. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, they pull the rug out and that you actually don't have to fight your dog. In, f- in fact, you have to find like some food for your dog, a treat, nice treat. And that's how you get, you circumvent that encounter. And I just love like they, they keep playing with it with just like uh, Cerberus vanish. Just kidding. He's fine. Or like whatever the other. <laughs> you note, vanquish the ad- Cerberus. You vanquish you Cerberus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the addendum is like, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Really great. Um, just a really great moment there and a great accomplishment for game. You know, anytime you see something you don't expect in a game, it feels like a, like a, you're, I'm, I'm watching a stand up where I didn't see the joke coming. You know, it's like, <laughs> right. it's like at this point, I mean, come on, it's gotta be so rare. Um, anyone else have anything that they, they that stood out? Um, so I kind of knew a lot of what was going to happen <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, going into it. So I wasn't terribly surprised by a lot of like the story sure. stuff, but something that did surprise me was, uh, when I inadvertently went up against 
care on. Uh, <laughs> it was just sort of like a, oh, I can interact with this thing over here. Cool. And like the whole premise is you you like steal from Charon and then you piss him off and he battles you and he is terrifying to go up against. Uh, he's he. It's a really fun battle that I have since avoided. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it was like, oh, wow. OK, that was fun. That was a really cool thing that they threw in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't need to deal with that. Yeah, right now. yeah. So, yeah. And it was it was also really cool because it's this character that you don't ever expect mm-hmm. right. to be more than just the boatman or you know the sales guy. Um, so it was really fun actually getting to see the animation of him uh, fighting. Like yeah. he's a he's a super badass, and you think he's just like a skeleton guy hanging out in like a shroud, but he's a badass. Yeah, so. very he's cool. A super boss. Soup. Yeah, truly. Uh, I, I think, uh, when I rolled credits was probably the most, uh, Mm. I think cathartic a moment for me because I think it, it, the moment that the credits roll were probably the most indicative of everything that this game meant to me, uh, that I had kind of internalized and just like genuinely adored because, you know, in college I loved Greek myth and I loved the idea of Greek tragedies. And I, I thought that when I started, when I learned the central conflict of Zag trying to go to the mortal realm or to the godly realm in order to hang out with his mom, who has since left, like inside me, I always had this idea of, well, I mean, this thing is based off of so many Greek tragedies. We've got Sisyphus over here. We have Eurydice and Orpheus over here. Like it's all, it's all like romantic and beautiful, but it's ultimately sad and and tragedy because people messed up in the in in their life and so the thing that kind of i think was i was carrying with me was this idea that like zag didn't do anything wrong but i feel like inside of me i had a feeling that his ultimate goal would end in tragedy because this game is a roguelike so how how more poetic than the greek tragedy of zag trying to meet his mom that the only reason why he tries to breach Earth is to try to hang out with his mom, even for just a few seconds. And mm-hmm. I thought that was beautiful and oddly poignant for what this game was modeled after. So when you get to the moment where now I'm getting a little perclamped uh, oh. when, uh, when he when he meets his mom for googling perclamped. Well, uh, I, I probably said it wrong, but when you get no. to when you escape the temple sticks for the final time, I think it's your 10th time mm-hmm. and you get to Hades and you're like, all right, let's do this old man. And he's just standing there. But instead of fighting him, he just says, go, you've won. Like you, you've, you've done what you sought out to do. And then you, you walk through and it's like, oh, something different happened. And then you have this moment, this beautiful reunion where he gets uh, reunited with his mom. And it's this wonderful, loving moment where they get on the Chiron's boat and then In the Blood is playing as the credits roll and they go down the river. Oh, whew. Sorry, yeah. I'm, getting, yeah. I'm getting too emotional. But yeah, it's so, so beautiful. And it's like, no, this isn't a Greek tragedy. This is someone who won. And yeah. oh, it's so good. And I'm so happy. It, it, it's a Greek tragedy turned fairy tale. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so That's the perfect so way of describing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I can. I just want to elaborate on two things on that. One, 
Uh, so I play it across a couple different platforms because I started playing on the Epic Game Store when it first came out. Mm. When I stream, I play um, from my a better computer uh, that has Steam on it. And I had forgotten where I was in terms of the times I had beaten Hades. And I was streaming and I thought I had like a few more to go before Hades oh, man. let me through. Mm. And so I'm on stream and I was so excited to get to the Hades level because I had the best build I had ever had in the game before. And I was like, I'm going to take him out. I'm going to beat my best time. Mm. Like, so jazzed. And then it was like, go. And I was just like such mixed feelings because I finally got to the point where I got to see this. But I was just like, this was going to be such a good stream. Yeah. Like everyone was so... D- I had like uh, like the most viewers I had uh, up oh, until like man. that point. Like, um, but it was kind of great because a lot of people who were watching were actually uh, some of the QAs on the game. And so oh, their wow. names could like... We actually got to like watch the credits and it was the first That's time I had so seen cool. my name oh, and wow. they got to see their name. So nice. that was like kind of sweet. And it's this very emotional thing. But I was, I was up and down yeah. in that. <laughs> I was just like so pissed it's yeah. so annoyed and then like so like happy and emotional like you're like that level of fulfillment of oh my gosh i finally got to this point uh and oh oh my god this is such like a poignant emotional part of the game that i really wasn't expecting to be that impactful on me um so yeah that was i totally get your experience that is so courtney that is so huge because i'm just now realizing as we're talking like if you're in a film or a TV show, like when it wraps, like everyone can like go to a big screening together and like watch what they just mm. did. But yeah. if you're in a video game, they're really like what you did was provided that for probably some people who worked on the game, but there really isn't a thing set up for like, every, okay, now we're all going to watch somebody play it all the way through, you know, like, right. uh, so that's really cool that you got to have a kind of a experience like that with people. Yeah. You know. No, it was it like it took me a minute to get to the point where I was like, oh, what happened was actually like kind of really special. Um, yeah. It was hard to see that in the moment. Right. <laughs> feeling a lot of things. But you're right. totally right because it, <laughs> it takes, you know, 50 some odd hours yeah. to beat it. What, this game. Once you um, calm down like, from being so pissed off, you kind of realize. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, when the b- blood drains. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, okay, Jacques, um, now you have to beat those two stories uh, with your own. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think like when all of my friends who worked on the game watched me beat it, I'd say for sure. <laughs> Um, I'm actually Darren Corp, guys. I don't, I don't think I told you this. Wait, you wrote your own review? Um, uh, I don't know. Um, this little, I mean, like, uh, I mean, probably like the Cerberus moment. I love, like, uh, I just like meeting these, I think just like love writing st- stories and storytelling. It's like, I really enjoy just like meeting these characters for the first time when you're like, mm. you meet Orpheus and you know he's so sad. He doesn't, he won't even, he's like, what song do you want me to sing? And you like pick one and he's like, no, nah, I don't want to sing that one. <laughs> You're just like, oh God. And you just like want things to work out so badly for them that I like, I don't know. There's just like, I love meeting all these characters and just like getting these different takes on them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, uh, that song that, uh, uh, I can't remember. Good riddance. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 Um, it's just a banger. You know, I, can, <laughs> I play that. I roll around sunset. Sometimes that, that was <laughs> one of the things that stood out to me because, like, since Bastion, I was like, I, I, I am not. Pre- I, I think uh, as a crew, 
a quote unquote critic, someone who mm. likes to enjoy media to a, in a critical extent, mm-hmm. I, I find that my biggest weakness is understanding what makes a good or bad performance. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with audio and just the way people speak and the cadence that they talk in along with music. I'm not a music critic. I don't think that I'm particularly well-versed or equipped to talk about that sort of thing. But when I heard Bastion for the first time, the soundtrack to Bastion, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this transcends the sort of thing like my Neanderthal brain can understand (laughs) that this is good music this is something that makes this is special music for a video game and i kind of carried that forward with transistor i carried that forward with pyre especially pyre's like epic poem at the end when you roll credits and the one thing that stood out to me when i played hades was like i don't i'm not really hearing a lot of music like i love the the jams when i'm rocking in hell and whatnot but i was like where's darren korb's and uh ashley i can't remember ashley barrett ashley barrett's voice like i I missed that i missed them so when in the blood started playing and then when i heard when i met eurydice and i was like oh there they are and it's done in such an organic and fun way that i'm like i think hades might be their best game like it's just (laughs) on all fronts not only the game but just sound voice and music like man the game's just firing on all cylinders man I love the yeah. uh, Charon shop theme too. Just like that, like oh yeah, woozy, mm. like kind of woozy, it's like spacey. Safety. Yeah, it's just like mm-hmm. it's a really beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what a great I- place to unfortunately end. God, I could talk about this <laughs> forever. Uh, but uh, we do have to go and it is very sad, but, uh, this has been a very fun, very special episode and we're, I was very excited to have you all on. You all made it, uh, very cool. Um, Nick Limon, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, why don't you go ahead and, you know, plug your ass off? (laughs) Like, what do you got going on? (laughs) Uh, yeah, you can, uh, hit me up on any social media of your choice at Advent Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, I currently work at IGN as a senior producer and I also do my own like Twitch live stream. It's a comedy variety show that we do once a week. Over Never on been Twitch. invited. That's okay. Oh dude, I would be mortified if we ever had a guest. Oh my gosh. Never I don't even invited. know. what that's that. right. I'll, I'll get you on then. I didn't comedy is in the name of my show, but it doesn't matter. I had never even considered the possibility of having a guest. I was like, I'm no one. Oh God. Um, so deal. yeah, I, Twitch.tv slash CyberGarbageTV. We do a show there every week. It is essentially news, us being silly and making fun of ourselves. And we also do a Patreon, patreon.com slash CyberGarbage, where we do Garbage Game Club. It is our weekly video game book club where we assign a video game and then we do a deep dive analysis at the end of the week. Um, And it's a lot of fun. We've got like 50 plus episodes at this point. So there's probably something on there. But uh yeah, uh, just feel free to send me a message on the old Twitter. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. Uh, 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 all great stuff. Definitely check out the Patreon there for uh, for Nick. Uh, throw throw him some shekels into the coffer, as I like to say, you know, and that uh, that helps get those shows made. Uh, Jacques Maladou. Yes, uh, I'm on all the <laughs> social media at Jacques Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. Um, on, I write jokes on Twitter. Um, I occasionally put articles, write articles for hard drive and, um, yeah. Um, what was your last article? Give us a little taste. Give us a little taste of the Maladu, uh, sense of humor. 
Uh, I write generally intellectual stuff. Um, okay. Like uh, I, I, my last one was Sony announces double stuff PS5. Which I thought was like, <laughs> I thought was very smart. You know, very smart, very intellectual. Uh, great work, uh, Courtney. Hi. Um, you can find me streaming uh, on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash Cortenberry. Uh, and I'm usually there Tuesday and Thursday nights and usually sometime on the weekend. But uh, I need to leave that open-ended because I have such busy weekend plans these days. <laughs> yes. A lot of parties, um, not, not wearing so masks many, I've seen from Instagram. So many maskless <laughs> interactions. Yeah. Um, and then also I'm on Twitter, uh, C. Vinay's. Currently, it is mostly just me retweeting amazing Hades fan art oh. um, <laughs> nice. and posting about when I'm going to stream. It is not terribly hard hitting, but if you're interested, come and check it out. Yeah. What do we got on the docket this week? What are you going to be playing? Um. Oh, uh, like on stream? Yeah, right on now stream. it's 100%. On, on stream, it's right now 100% Hades. Okay, Hades um, all the time, Hades 24-7. Hades all the time. Okay. I, do, I do have a plan. Um, so I haven't touched my Animal Crossing in a while. Uh-oh. And I like to imagine, it's been like They're four upset. months. They're upset. I, 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 like I want to imagine it's like Lord of the Flies on there. So I'm going <laughs> to set up my capture card and get in there eventually. Um, and just do like a real calm stream mostly do a chit chat that's kind of what a lot of my streams have turned into recently is talking about food uh while i'm like playing the game um but people seem to be into it and have opinions about food so (laughs) it works for me (laughs) it's one thing we all have in common you know food uh you can find me on twitter at ocarina of crime you can follow the show on twitter at vga comedy show we also have a patreon patreon.com slash super npc radio you know if you like the show and you're rich and you want to support it <laughs> you can go there and you can give us uh, a bunch of some money a month uh or you know you can always just give us like a five star rev- uh, review on uh, apple Podcasts. and hey that you know if you do that i'll read it on the show i don't care what it says you know, unless it's hateful, then I won't read that. <laughs> but uh, if it's good, I'll read it. Um, so make it good. Okay. Anyways. Uh, and then, uh, oh, I have a short film that is out. Now, it is not, uh, this was sort of a Halloween thing, and I haven't uh, had released a, a short film in a very long time, but it is called uh, Barney, Son of Satan, and it is a comedy <laughs> short that I did uh, like two years ago and forgot about it. And then finally, just. Uh, edited it all together and it's really great. It's super funny. It's thank you, Jacques. You don't have to say that, but uh, you know, thank you. And it is, you can Uh, Venmo me after the show for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can find it on my, uh, my Twitter uh, bio. You can, you can uh, find the film uh, there. Uh, Mikey Stevens, a friend of the podcast is, is, is in the, uh, is in the short and it was really great. Really, really fun to make. And a lot of, a lot of hard work went into that. So it's, it's cool to be able to plug something that isn't, uh, you know, this isn't game related or, you know, this is a, this is a short uh, film and we like short films. You love them. So um, love them, you know. Um, Who has time for a long film? I mean, let's be real. No one does. You know, I have time these days for two and a half TikToks and that's it. Uh, so uh, with that, I will uh, catch you all next week with another uh, great uh, episode of this show. And uh, d- remember, don't shave because what month is it? So think about that.